It is Thursday, September 15th, 2022, and no, C. Rosie's not here with me. It's T. Ploof with a special edition of Baseball Today, sending our best wishes along to Chris as he alerted us that he's feeling sick this morning. I don't know what kind of sick. Is it this sick? Is it that sick? I'm not really sure, but we wish him all the best. Uh, We're going to do something a little bit different today on baseball today. I'll start with a topic. We'll talk about some things. I think we're going to start off with the Wayno and Molina 325. That's incredible. We'll get into that. But then on the YouTube portion, usually this is reserved for our amp portion of the show. We're going to take some callers and they're going to ask some questions and I'll do my best to answer them. I don't know everything, but that's what Google's for. But this big brain right here, we're going to get to all those questions. So, Like I said, let's start this show off with something spectacular. Last night against the Brew Crew, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright made their 325th start together in the big leagues. And right away, snaps for that. An incredible record that will never be broken. I think the next closest active pairing is Kyle Hendricks and Wilson Contreras. They're at just over 100 starts together. It's just one of those things that ain't going to happen again for these guys to play that long together. And you can't just say play that long together. You have to have success to be able to play that long together. Clearly both these guys have been crazy successful. I, I, I don't know enough about it. Like the hall of fame, I guess to say both of them are definitively in the hall of fame. I think Yachty is, I think Wayno's close. 195 wins. I don't know how that all works out. I'm not, I'm better on the position player side of the hall of fame than I am on the pitcher side. doesn't really matter. Both these guys have had incredible careers. And, and last night was another one of those great starts together. You know, Wayno had to work out of a ton of trouble and Yachty helped him do that. He had to strike him out, throw him out when with uh, McCutcheon up there, curveball, he threw out Wong and threw him out by like 10 feet. He also had, you know, an, an RBI in the game. Albert Pujols has another RBI in the game. And it was just a classic outing for these two who have done it for so, so long. Wayno made his debut in 2005. He only had two innings pitched then. And then in 2006, he was out of the bullpen a lot. Uh, If you remember, he closed out the World Series there. It wasn't until 2007 that he started starting. Um, Molina did catch his first ever start, and now we're 325 starts total. And it's just an incredible, incredible record. And again, I mean, snaps to both of them to be able to just be in this league that long, 17 years for, for Wayno. Let's see how long for Molina. I got it up right here. Let me click on it. 17 years for Wayno and 19 years for Molina. You have to be really good to do it. And then for them to do it in one city together, I guess that makes the most sense. But the Cardinals, to me, we always talk about how they're kind of like a model franchise for consistency. And it seems like they have, you know, the cardinal way and they go about playing the game the right way. That's what a lot of people will say about the Cardinals. Is it true, though? I think it is. And I think the reason you're able to say that it's true is because you have these two pillars of your organization. I mean, these are the these two guys are the foundation of the Cardinals. And then you start to add around them. That is why they've been able to be so consistent. And they had they added some really, really good players around them with uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado over the recent years. They brought some young guys up. But to have Wayno and Molina kind of be there to answer questions, to show guys how they, to go about your business, I think it's really, really special. 
And man, they took another one from the Brew Crew last night. They're going to win that division, go into the playoffs. And I don't know if it's a swan song for, for everybody. I know supposedly it is for Albert. Wayno says it is, but who knows? Molina, I'm not sure either. Like, I hope it isn't because it's been a lot of fun to watch. So congratulations to both those guys. It really is a testament to just hard work, perseverance, and then just overall ability. I mean, these guys are two of the best. So again, snaps. And he had a sweet helmet on. I'm not sure if Dan showed that. Molina had the airbrushed helmet. That is number and Wayno's number on the side, then 325 right on top. I always love when, when catchers do that, man. They should do that more often. You know, those really cool airbrushed helmets I think are really cool. So, yeah, enough about the Cardinals and them. We love you guys. You're going to do it. Jay Flair, shout out. We are going to take our first caller today on the YouTube portion. I don't think we've ever done this. Joe Lars, go ahead and unmute yourself. Hey, Trev, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, wish the best of all to Trish Rose and her health and stomach, if that's the case. <laughs> uh, question uh, of all the good stars, young stars you see coming up, uh, Julio Rodriguez, uh, uh, Juan Soto, who do you see closing up to those uh, elite numbers like 500 homers, 300, uh, 3,000 hits? Who, who do you see right now there's the potential to, to acquire those uh, achievements right now? Oh, man, it's a, it's a really good question. We do have a lot of young stars in the game, but some of those numbers you mentioned, I mean, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, or it just takes so much to get there. It's very hard to determine. Obviously, you need to get up to the big leagues early. So, you know, Julio Rodriguez, he's got a chance. He's Got what is he at 25 on the year right now? He's a young kid. He's got to continue to hit those numbers year in and year out. So it's hard to say, like, yeah, he's on track already, but you got to do it for another 10 years, 10, 15 years to do that. So um oh man, it's really, really difficult. I think Stan, I mean, Stanton's an old guy, he's established. He's got a chance to hit some of these milestone homer moments. Um Tatis was kind of on that trajectory you know now a missed year and a half i guess it'll be that hurts his ability um vladdy last night got to 100 homers and he's only 23 years old i was actually shocked to see how young he was dude uh one of the questions that chris rose had queued up for today was um if vladdy becomes the youngest blue jay to reach 100 homers and the 12th youngest ever um and he said what sort of chance do you give junior being mentioned in a similar lore as his father He's got a chance, but again, it's just the longevity people that's really difficult in this game. You know, like I said, Vladdy, 23 years old. He's already hit 100, hit 48 last year. So you got to just be on pace. I think he's he's got a chance, especially with the DH in both leagues, to play longer. He got up at the right time, 100 homers already. He's got a chance to reach some of those big milestone homer moments because uh, I, I think he's a 30 to 40 type homer guy a year. And those – years start to add up you start to hit 45 and and you it just start to stack and stack and stack he got to stay healthy now he's struggled with some weight issues but he's also like overcome them and like got into really good shape i think that's something he's gonna have to continue to do throughout his career and that's a big it is a big what if because you know as you get older and have success and you have you get some money and 
you know, like you start having some kids, like you have to continue to prioritize baseball and uh, it's difficult. I know that when I had a kid and like, you know, was a little bit more secure, like there, I didn't have the, the same dog in me that I did before that. I just didn't, man, because I, I wanted to be with my family and like, it just, maybe that's just a me thing, but I think, you know, if people are honest with you, big leaguers were honest with you. They would say the same thing. Like some of that dog leaves you. Um, and then there's times where you can pick it back up, you know, you get motivated, a bad year will motivate you to do it. But, um, I think that's a big key here, but yeah, I mean, Julio's got a chance. Um, and I, I Vladdy, Vladdy to put up the home run numbers. I really like, especially if he continues to stay in Toronto. If they sign up long-term there, I think that, um, he's got a good chance to, to hit some of those numbers. I know I'm forgetting some other people too, but um, it's, it's difficult, man. I, I talk about that all the time. Those big round numbers, the stacking, the counting numbers, it's just, they're so difficult. I think the way the game is going with like, you're never going to see the starter the third time through the lineup. You're going to see a bunch of different pitchers. We were going over, um, we were going over judges numbers and like the fact that he's, hit all these home runs uh, this year. And they were talking about the amount of pitchers that Babe Ruth faced to get there to his number. And it was like 20 pitchers all year long he faced. And then Maris faced like 40 something pitchers all year long. Judge is going to face like 250 pitchers. And that's why it's so difficult to, to do this. And that's why like you have to applaud judge too. Like it's become more difficult to hit these numbers because you're just seeing fresh arms all the time. It's, it's very difficult, but let's root for Vladdy. I like that. Hey, today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by True Classic. Mm. I, I am wearing my True Classic today, and it is the absolute best-fitting T-shirt that a man can buy. On top of that, I don't know if a lot of you guys are like me. I am very particular about the type of material I put on my body. I get very itchy, and when I get itchy, I get hot. And that even happens with T-shirts. So I like the kind that are super soft. That is awesome. On top of it, they come in a great array of colors. I've got a bunch of them. I'm wearing the black. I've got the navy. I've got a green. I've got a gray. So I have expanded my wardrobe this summer thanks to the best-fitting T-shirt out there. I want you to go to trueclassic.com. You're going to get 25% off with the code word today. Now, the key thing is, I like to find T-shirts that fit great. Not all of us can be like the male model, my cohort and my good friend, Trevor Plouffe, where anything looks good on that dude. You could throw a shit T-shirt on him and he would still look great. For me and for most of the men out there, we have interesting looking torsos. So find a T-shirt like True Classic that fits to a T. Once again, it's trueclassic.com, code word today. You're going to get 25% off and... If you have a purchase over a hundred bucks, they'll throw in free shipping as well. Uh, Abe, unmute yourself, man. What you got? Appreciate you taking my call. Uh, hopefully you can understand me. Okay. I'm a little bit under the weather, but uh, powering through because I know baseball today is where the lame go to walk and the blind go to see uh, not a shot at Chris Rose by any means, you know, thoughts were with you, man. Um, so I'll, I'll be completely honest. I was surprised when I was looking at today's lineup today of games and I saw there's only eight games today on Roberto Clemente day. 
um, which kind of threw me back a little bit. Um, I figured that, you know, we might be making a little bit bigger deal about that. Um, just wondering your thoughts about that, or, you know, if, if really the teams do much for Rivera Clemente Day, if there's much education there for it at all. Um, yeah, that was really my question. Thanks, Ben. That is interesting that there's only so many games today. I will say this, like Roberto Clemente, there is definitely a a large portion, maybe even every single guy that plays in the big leagues that wants his number retired as well. What's funny about Roberto Clemente, I guess it's not funny at all, but, you know, I'd ask my dad and my grandpa growing up, like, who's your favorite baseball player? And, you know, we grew up in Los Angeles. My dad's actually from Montana, but we he moved to Los Angeles, you know, young, I think probably when he was like 10 or something like that. Um, so he figured, you know, some Dodgers, whatever, you know, maybe some Yankees, I guess, but he would always say Roberto Clemente. And when I was younger, I didn't really know the significance of, of Clemente and, you know, all that he did for, you know, his community and, and also for the game of baseball. But, you know, my dad would always mention his, his physical attributes and his traits. He's saying like, this guy could run. This guy had an absolute hose from the outfield. He could hit for power. He could hit for average. And so like, that was the first Roberto Clemente that I knew was just like, this guy's a hell of a baseball player. And if my dad says that's his favorite baseball player, holy crap, he must be really good. So I've always had this like affinity for him. And then as you get older, you understand like, again, the significance of him. And, and you know, now we have an award uh, named after him that, that, you know, is given to the person that has extraordinary character, community involvement, philanthropy, positive contributions, both on and off the field. So it's one of the more prestigious awards that we have in all of baseball. And I really mean that. I'm not just saying that because like, oh, hey, like I want to sound like, you know, everyone wants to do the right thing. Like guys, guys covet this award and it's an honor to be even nominated for it and, and to win it just really means a lot. It means you're a good person giving back to your community, uh, have to be in the big leagues, obviously. So there's a lot of things that it means. Um, but again, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said earlier. I, I, most guys in the big leagues would want number 21 to be retired for everybody. And I think that would be something cool that we could eventually do at the very least. Um, I think we're wearing a 21 patch uh, on Thursday uh, today. I'd like the numbers to all be 21. I, we do it for Jackie and that's awesome. I, I like, that's one of my favorite days to play also. Um, during the regular season is when you get to wear that number on your back. I think we could do it for Roberto as well. I think 21 would be really cool. Uh, that's just me though. Good question. I like that one. Uh, let's see. Do we need to talk about anything else before I take a call? Actually, I want to talk about something else before we take another call here. Um, these are some of the questions that C Rose had for me. Uh, Elvis Andrews, who's now on the White Sox. He was asked about the division leading guardians. And then he's had this quote. And this is pertinent because obviously everyone knows I picked Brewers White Sox World Series. Both teams are on the outside looking in right now. They can make me look really foolish. But Andrews maybe made himself look foolish here a little bit. He said, they've been playing perfect until now. If we keep winning series, we know that sooner or later they're going to crumble the closer we get. Tomorrow, he means today, is going to be a really good game for us to go out there and put a statement. I love the attitude. I get it. That's the, You want to have that confidence. But I you just got to take care of your business. I, I don't like him coming out and saying sooner or later, they're going to crumble. They haven't crumbled, dude. This team has been good. They continue to win games and the White Sox, 
They're four games back right now. And I, we talked about it on talking baseball, the guardians have the tiebreaker. So that four game lead essentially is a five game lead. The only way the white Sox can get the tiebreaker is to win today. And then there's another three game set. They have to sweep that damn thing. If the guardians win one game at all, they have the tiebreaker and, and that makes it even more difficult for the white Sox to, to pass them. They have no shot in the wild card. The only shot is the division here. And good luck, man. I'm rooting for the White Sox. I, I, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I thought they had one of the better rosters in all of baseball. But it just hasn't been that way. I know they've dealt with their uh, fair share of injuries, uh, but every team goes through that. Uh, a lot of the talk around this team has been lack of hustle, lack of like drive, if you will. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case, like in the clubhouse with the guys, but from the outsider's perspective, looking at them play. It just doesn't seem like there's a lot of urgency there. And now Andrews is talking about urgency, and I think it might be a little bit too late. Anyways, that's my White Sox spiel. D. Lopez, another Dodger fan. What's up, man? Unmute yourself. What you got? How you doing, Trey? Football is well with you. Um, wishing uh, C. Rose best health. Hope he gets well soon. Thank you, Dan, for letting me into the chat. Um, my quick question for you is, um, is there any current or even past ball players? that been the league that you haven't met yet, been wanting to, just, but just haven't yet. Um, one ball player for me that I've always wanted to meet uh, was Andre Ethier. Uh, he was a big, big, uh, uh, I was a big fan of him when he was with the Dodgers, of course, and of course, also um, also Morgan as well. Um, just wanted to hear your take on that. Thank you for taking my call. No problem, man. Those are, those are two good guys right there. I know that uh, Ethier is very well respected, um, so that's cool. Guys that I haven't met that I wanted to meet. That's an interesting question. There's a lot of good guys in baseball. I would say like 98% of the dudes that are playing are good dudes. And there's 2% that aren't. That's that's normal. Uh, hmm. I've met Felix, King Felix, before. I'd like to hang out with him and talk baseball with him. He's got a pretty cool story, and I, I, I love his career and, and kind of like what he's been about. I love guys that are – that have long stints in one organization. I, I just, I really like that a lot. Um, man, it's funny. Like I used to have all these dudes I wanted to meet, like growing up, like the people that I watched, I wanted to go talk to them and meet them. And then as you get into pro ball and you start to have coaches that may maybe played with the guys that you watched and you ask them like, Hey, how so-and-so like I, I loved him growing up and they'll be like, eh, not so much. I'll give a name. And I don't know. I, maybe I'm throwing some people on the bus here. I don't know. I always loved Brett Butler. Like when I, when I was a young kid, there was just something about it. Like I had this little flip book and it showed you how to bunt. And, you know, Brett Butler was like the bunter. Um, so I loved him. And then I got into Pro Bowl and I asked one of my coaches. I'm not going to say who it was. I asked one of my coaches like, I think Brett was like a, a hitting coach with the Marlins and we were playing them in spring training. I said, Hey, like, can you introduce me to Brett? Like I just like loved him growing up. Um, he goes, no, like, what do you mean? No, like, come on, hook me up. It's like, you don't want to meet him. And so like, there's, there's that aspect to it. where like, they say, don't meet your heroes. And I guess maybe that was one of the cases. Maybe I like to meet Brett. Maybe that coach was wrong. I don't know. But, um, you kind of start to hear that a lot about some of the guys. So it's, it's interesting. 
but uh, yeah, King Felix would be cool to to hang out with. And then I'm trying to think. Let me give you one more, one more guy who I really really respected. Paul Konerko was like my guy. Like I loved watching him play and just like the he just put his head down and went to work. And I know that's not as cool these days. Um, you don't have to do that to earn my respect, but the way he did it, I really, I really liked it. And I've met him, a, 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 you know, a bunch, obviously playing against them, but to hang with him, I think would be cool. Good question. All right. We got time for one more. I believe we got, who's your daddy on the line. Go ahead and unmute yourself and ask away. So I kind of had this feeling like, all year with uh, Carlos Correa with he like it felt like he was having something of a down year for his standards for a lot of the year and I just wanted to know do you think it was not do you think he's going to opt out but do you think it was a mistake for him to sign this weird three-year opt-out deal contract instead of going for a longer term deal last year oh um I'm not sure. Look, the dude made $35 million this year. So like he, he wants that type of AAV. And I don't think that was available to him at the years that he wanted. So this is something I know that Boris like went to the twins with. This wasn't like the twins been, Hey, we got this cool idea. It's like Boris came up with this. Um, or whoever his agent is. It's not Boris. It says WME. I don't know. Whatever. His agent came up with this. Sorry if it's not Boris. I don't know. I think at the end of this year, we talked about this a little bit. I don't think he's going to opt out or opt back in, although he surely could because there is a pretty big group of free agent shortstops this year. It's him. It's Trey Turner. It's Bogarts. It's Dansby. He could either opt back in, make his 35.1 again next year, and then come back out at, you know, he'll be he'll be right around 29 um, at the end of next season and then enter the free agency market again. Or he could go and, and try to get just a long contract now, set himself up, and that'll be it. Um, I don't think he gets the 35 AAV that he wants unless he takes a smaller amount of years. Um, in my mind, I think that he ends up, opting out and just going kind of wherever the biggest check is. I don't see him back in Minnesota unless they restructure and, and, and do all that different stuff, but he's had a pretty good year. He's turned it on a four and a half war right now, according to baseball reference, he hit the 20 Homer mark OPS at eight twenty three. I mean, he's kind of like right at his career numbers, a career uh, on base percentage of three fifty six. He's three fifty eight right now, career OPS of eight thirty five. He's eight twenty three right now. So like, He's kind of done exactly what he needed to do. He's one year older. Again, I don't think he's going to get that 35 for six years. That's not going to happen. Um, but I think he ends he ends up testing free agency and then just taking the most money. I think you can't do another year of this if you're him. You just want to cash in, get the biggest check you can. And that's it, man. He's actually, yeah, he's turned it on. He's turned it on uh, as of late, so. I'm not sure if that was a win for him or a loss for him. I don't know. I guess you can never call it a loss if you're making $35 million in one year. That's my opinion on the matter. Uh, but that'll do it today for Baseball Today. Thank you to all of our callers on the AMP app. If you want to be part of that, we do that every morning. Uh, we do 30 minutes of the YouTube portion. 
which the AMP listeners are listening in on. And then after that, we go to the app, download the AMP app. It's like Amazon's app. And you can join and you can call in. And we talk just like this, like we did. Um, but usually it's exclusively on that um, AMP portion. But today with Chris Rose feeling sick, we decided to do something different. Uh, so again, everyone go wish him the best. He's trying to get back in here. He wants it to be his Jordan flu game. But I said, no. As the head coach on this thing, you're sitting out, drink your electrolytes and feel better. We'll get you back tomorrow. And we will be back tomorrow, 8.30 Pacific, 11.30 Eastern on the AMP app. It'll go out on YouTube again tomorrow. And we'll see all you guys there. I hope you have a great day. Thank you to our super producer, Dan Rourke, behind the sticks today. I'm Coach Trev. We'll see you tomorrow on Baseball Today.